the clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Mary Alice with the High Divers. You're listening to WWSU. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio. You know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you are joined to the world's worst radio show. I am your host, DJ Disappointment. And before we get off to all the fun, good stuff, we have to say this mandatory thing. Let's get this out of the way. The views and opinions of the Disappointing Radio Hour do not reflect the views and opinions of the WWSU Radio, Wright State University, nor their entities. And now... I've got you all enticed. I've got you by the grip of your pants. I know that this is what you've been waiting all day to hear. Let's get to it. My guests for the evening are the not-so-disappointing first... Michaela Banville. Yes, and my Megan, second guest... Megan Vitanza. And you're both here because why? We didn't want to do homework tonight. That's a good answer. I picked you both because you're females, and we have yet to have a female guest. So we did it. We we we. I, I, I tricked females into being alone with me. <laughs> I did the impossible, folks. Well, uh, I'll, I'll give you each a chance to give a little background information about yourselves. I guess what you deem worthy enough of the world to know. I know that you're both Wright State students. I know that you both are females. That's as far as I got. Uh, I know you guys skate. You guys do hippie stuff. I mean, I'm all about it. It's whatever you feel deem worthy to talk about. Love it. Well, let's get right into the topics. <laughs> The first question for the night I have is, public sex is dangerous but invigorating. Why do we crave the things we can't have? <laughs> I don't understand that one. Oh, my God. Would you like a little help with what I'm asking? Yes. Okay. The idea that arousal in the park or maybe in public or wherever it may undertake is exciting because it's the thrill of getting caught it's the thrill of doing wait, wait, something wait, wait, wait. to another individual right <laughs> yeah you're yeah, not by just, yourself it's not like it's just, not like some solo play i just want to know who's saying this here well now i think a lot of people are very into doing things in public because the idea and i i'm not speaking just on my terms of what <laughs> shifts the trousers but more of speaking that there's a foundation in community that is into the idea of having like sexual relations in public. My question to you is, first, why do we crave the things we can't have? Because obviously it is against the law to just go to Bone Town in the middle of public square. So I guess my first question to both of you is, one, would you ever see yourselves <laughs> engaging physically in some kind of public setting? Maybe a dressing room at a, like a sports wear store or like a clothing shop? And then two, if not, why not? Well, I don't like germs, so maybe is it if a I've germ got, thing? Maybe I wouldn't I've even. I wouldn't like even Clorox thought of germs or something. Yeah. What about you? I don't. I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to get down. <laughs> super far away. I don't know if I would would want to get down with <laughs> other people around. I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely an adrenaline junkie, but yeah. I think I can 
figure that out in different ways, like longboarding and stuff like that. So the thrill of getting caught never really seems to excite you. Yeah. No, I don't think I could even be comfortable in that situation. Okay. Um, now, before I forget, I know you prefer to be called Megan, but what do you prefer to be called in like normal day? Because I always tell you something different when we're texting. Oh, um, I mean, Michaela. Is it Michaela? Okay, because yeah, I've been because I I, I I type M I C because I'm really lazy and I'm like Ugh, I don't feel like typing it out, but I don't want to call her Mick like I mean, on air. No, I mean that's what my family calls me, but like school people here. Meg calls me Mick, and so does my roommate. Well, that was the other thing, because I was like, I know a lot of people call you Meg, but I don't want to immediately assume that Meg and Megan are totally two the same thing, when in all reality, people do have a preference. Did you guys ever have a nickname growing up? I had terrible nicknames. I had a really bad one. What was your really bad nickname? Um, So I wanted my name to be shorter, and my name's only five letters. but Which is already pretty short. Like, really, really short, but I'm lazy. So... My dad called me T-Dog, and there's not a T in my name anywhere. Just a I random... Just is your some... last name start with a T? Nope. Middle name? Nope. So he just pulled it out of nowhere. Just... Yep. As dads do. Yep. Okay, what about you? Did you have any bad nicknames growing up? I have a terrible one, and it came back during multiple stages of my life. Okay. So I got it when I was about uh, probably like, like maybe preschool age. Yeah. And I got it from a like the like the husband of this babysitter that I was going to. And he used to call me Maturdla. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mat- what a lazy, crappy nickname that someone would just be like, you know what would be awesome if I ruined this girl's outlook about her <laughs> Let's just own name, slash her name forever. <laughs> okay, but it traumatized me when I was younger. But when I got older, I think it works perfectly with my name. Like, now you're kind of like, you know what? I think I'm living into I, the I turdness that is my um, life. Her personality. <laughs> it's yeah. my Finsta handle. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I had really terrible nicknames growing up. I was called the kid from Superbad, McLovin. I was always called McLovin <laughs> because it's yeah, no, soak it up, laugh it up. It. Oh, oh, I uh, especially when I was younger and the face was a little bit smaller. I even had a McLovin shirt and I did the same pose and it, we looked pretty identical, even to this knowledge, or to to this knowledge, everybody. To this day, I have the McLovin. <laughs> license in my wallet and it's on the back it says i am mclevin but uh i also had really bad nicknames because of my initials which are bj and that was just like easy prey for children to ridicule me for my entire life like hey bj can i get a bj like no actually you can't whatsoever um yeah i mean i don't know public sex what about it i've i'll, I'll give you my output on it i think it's cool i think it's exciting I haven't been a connoisseur of such activities because I'm not attractive enough to entice someone into wanting to do that. But I think the I th- it's almost like the thrill of the hunt thing. It's like an in-the-moment kind of situation where you're like, we could definitely get caught and be in a lot of trouble. Now, as we say that, turn over, touch your toes, let's get this going. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I, I'm not afraid to, to, to show my feelings anymore. I think, I think public relations are, are hilariously good. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any way other to put it. I know that you're not supposed to do stuff in public because you could traumatize children or whatever. <laughs> but the idea of getting nasty-basty with someone somewhere you're not supposed to 
it's I think that's what it is. It's the idea of getting away with something you're not supposed to. Because anytime you get away with something you're not supposed to, you feel like a little cool criminal. Like you should be putting like shades on and get like a black jacket and start snapping to like the Blues bo- Brothers or something. Like I don't know, man. You, you, you neither of you, no, no, no desire whatsoever. What about know. you, Megan? I don't know. I think I have a little bit more discretion. Than okay. That. I think it. I mean, on some level, it has to do with like people wanting to do it and like count the. Um, like count the different places that they're doing. Right. That they're doing it. Because so I know like some people have this desire to like. Supposed to do keep a book of places. <laughs> yes, I know. Like some people like Getting to keep a states. keep a book of states. They're yeah. like, oh, we've been we've gotten busy all around the country from California to Washington. I have been in her from up to down. <laughs> like it's 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 ridiculous. People people write down everything because they're proud of these little achievements that they can't share with anyone. But maybe one day after they die, they're like, someone's gonna find this book. And oh, be like, no, oh my, my god, knows. grandpa got around. I mean, maybe like the United States for some people is a shopping mall for other people. Ooh, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, yeah we're like a little visiting tour <laughs> for like other countries because let's be honest, they're not as cool as us. Who else doesn't have free medical care and does not pay women when they have babies? I mean, come on, we're hitting home runs left and right in this country. Speaking on that, Americans like our food the way it is. We don't like it to change, and that's a problem because I think there's a lot of animals that we could replace with currently eaten animals that would like suffice so much better. Here's my question. Do you think we should replace all chickens with ostriches? Their eggs are bigger. Yeah. First point, their eggs are like eight times in size. So you're already just on an egg comparison getting like eight times more protein and meat. Then you have like a fully grown chicken to a fully grown ostrich. Yeah, it's going to look a little weird, but like think of all the difference in terms of like meat you can get. Like, I mean, if you personally were on an ostrich farm versus chicken farm, I would rather have an ostrich farm. That's like an army of like super birds that could like mess up your neighbors at any point. There was one near my house growing up. There is one still near my house. There's an alpaca farm on one side of the road and an ostrich farm on the other. And in the middle was a very depressed white boy that had no friends in the middle of a cornfield. I, uh, where did you, let, let's talk about that. Where'd you guys grow up? I grew up in backwoods nowhere where everybody knew everybody and everybody drew, grew truck stacks and, and, and it was in the corn and, you know, I grew up in that and I hated it because I was like the only one person in my school that was like, oh, None of this is attractive or necessary for survival. I don't like dipping and I don't go mudding, so I didn't fit in. <laughs> what uh where how big was your guys' graduating class? Mine was seventy six. Okay, so that's kinda close to mine. Um yeah. What was yours? Fifty five. Okay, okay. So a lot less. What about I, you? I fall right in the middle sixty four. Dang, see, we all went to little schools. Yeah. Did you like going to a little school? Absolutely or do you... not. See, I, I didn't it. either. It was the I bubble. It. It was the Everyone bubble. that I know that I've met at Wright State that talks about like, oh my God, big schools, high schools were the best. Although we had to like have clear backpacks because we had bomb threats every other day. And I'm like, yeah, that didn't happen at our school. If anyone was overdosing, we knew about it like almost immediately because you don't miss one of your classmates because that's like 
a good percentage of your class that's not going to graduate. That's true. A lot of my school was actually related to each other, so that was Same even weirder. Here. That was we even had, weirder. Like, that's kind of amazing. that ruled this tiny Yeah, there was like five families. 400. <laughs> I know that it was a very common misconception, because Jones is my last name, and it was a very common last name where I grew up, so anytime they were like, oh, you're a Jones, are you related to? I would oh, yeah. almost immediately stop them and be like, I'm going to stop you right now. Probably not. Before you, I don't care, even if you guess like my, my grandpa and you just happen to know him, I'm going to tell you no. So there's no point in finishing your sentence. I uh, I knew everyone where I was growing up. Everybody knew everybody. If you dated someone that almost exclusively cut you off to like most of the population of significant others because everybody was friends and everybody loved everybody. So if you broke it off with one person, you were basically doomed all of high school to be single. And I don't, know if I would ever want to raise my kid in that kind of environment to where like if you like it's nice and it's a curse because one you don't get any diversity you don't meet a lot of people but on the other hand you like know everybody and you know like their last names you know like I mean what other that's when I kind of get like a little swagger when I talk about like growing in a back backwoods nowhere little school because like you could know everybody. And it was so nice to be like, oh, that's Jamie. Oh, that's Zach. Oh, that's Nick. Oh, that's Josh. Like, you could name everybody. But at college, that's not the case. And it's been, like, kind of a transition. Because I'll see people that I kind of know, but I never get that feeling anymore of, like, I know everybody, and everybody knows me, and everything is important because it's high school. When in all reality, it really wasn't important whatsoever. Isn't what, it refreshing, um, though? It's kind of refreshing, though, because then it's a lot less stress to wave to everybody. That's the first thing I noticed. I waved to a lot less people in college than I did in high school, because in high school, you know everybody. And that's almost like doing a Sig Heil, because you <laughs> literally see everybody. You're like, oh, hey, Jay, oh, hi, oh, hi, oh, hi. Now it's like, I don't know anybody, and I'm going to keep my earbuds in and avoid almost everyone. And I like that. I like this occasion of like not having to talk to people, because I always feel like, I was almost running for the president of nothing. And I was just always trying to like be nice and always be like known to everybody. But in all reality, I didn't need to do any of that ever. Did you guys ever get like a sense of that? Like you had to, you had to be nice because everybody knew you. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if people from my town would say I was that nice. Okay. Um, were you a wallflower or were you a social butterfly? Um, this goes up to either of you, I by the way. I was pretty social. Okay. Um, I sort of, like, halfway through my high school, like, when I was in high school, my junior year, I kind of split off from all of, like, my high school friends and just made a different group of friends. So, like, I didn't, I don't know a whole lot of people that I graduated with. Okay. See, now that's crazy to me because you went to such a small school. I literally knew everybody I was graduating yeah. with. And, like, if one person wasn't there, we were like, oh, God, what happened? Did someone overdose again? Because, sadly, <laughs> that was, like, a common thing at oh, my high no, school. same here. Well, it is Ohio. I think anywhere in Ohio you're going to find a lot of sad overdoses everywhere. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Did you, were you, like, a social butterfly? Were you? I had, like, a lot of friends outside of my high school. So, like, I, I went to two high schools. I did that vocational school. Ooh, why did you go to multiple high schools? Because uh, there was like 60 people, same faces every day. So okay, I, like, I kind of get that. Like, I've always debated the strain of having divorced parents because people are like, oh, you have to switch schools and oh, you your, your family life isn't as good because your parents don't love each other. Hey, buddy, all I've gotten from people being stepkids is you get to travel a lot and have two Christmases. Don't even come at me with those... Failure. You know what I mean? Like, are, do either of you have divorced parents? Um, 
No, my dad actually passed away when I was 12. So they're not together. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but she has an awesome boyfriend. He actually lives in Boston, Mass. So he lives really far away and he has two daughters. So usually like when we get together, it's a whole lot of fun. And like we um, we do two Christmases and um, we travel a lot. Like it's a vacation every time we get together. So that's really sick. Well, that's kind of nice. I have a lot of split family. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show yet. I guess I will. I have a lot of brothers and they're all older and they all are all the races because I had a lot of older brothers. And it's weird to have cooler older brothers that your parents idolize like superheroes because that means one, no matter how bad I fail, they've got other cool kids to rely on to brag. And two, it never feels like I'm going to not do a lot because no matter how much I achieve, I'm never going to be a Yankees player. I'm never going to be a Reds player. So no matter what I get done, it's like, oh, I'm only building little molehills. And even if it's a big molehill, they're casually building mountains that I'm never going to trump. So it's kind of like, eh, I don't even need to try that hard, because why bother? I'm never going to build a mountain. But I don't know. Did you guys, Do you guys have any siblings? I have a brother. I have. What's he do? Um, He actually, he's between jobs right now. Um, okay. He was a welder, and um, now he is going to start bartending, I believe. Like you do. Yeah, actually at the restaurant that I worked at. It was really close to my house. So it's like super easy. He's moving back home now and he, he got a job there. That's amazing. I, uh, I grew up working in factories because I hated myself and I didn't really care about fun at the workplace. I was more like, let's just get a paycheck and try to keep an apartment during college while we can. Did you, uh, did you ever work any terrible jobs, Megan? Oh my God. I have this job at this car shop. Currently? Um, when I go home, it's. <laughs> Well, no, let's just trash it. it. How bad it. is it? It's not that bad. It's just I'm gross. I leave a different color. What does that mean? Like you're dusty or? I am just dark. When motor I oil. I was going to say, I was like, motor what, oil. What's the job? I got grease everywhere. Are, I you, got... are you a grease monkey? Yeah, do you work on cars? I you do. don't look like you would be able to. I don't mean to be a stare. You know what? Maybe I just am stereotyping. But you definitely don't look like you know a lot about cars. You look like you know a lot about skateboarding tricks and like things <laughs> like that. Do you are, do you really know a lot about cars? Um. Well, they teach me and I stand around and get paid. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So if I asked you right now to like rebuild an engine or like, could you change my oil? I could change your oil. Could you change a tire? I could change your tire. Well, look at this. Look I mean, we're this. just out here marketing for Megan's like automotive Hire skills. Me. <laughs> this is this is the only resume you need. It's like I could change your tire. I could change your oil. I could change your wiper blades. That's about it. What uh? What's what's the hardest thing you think you could do, like on a car, like like the difficultest thing that you think you could get done by yourself? I welding. Weld. You can weld. That's pretty good. We're okay. working on it. That's pretty awesome, actually. I didn't expect her to be like, I could work a blowtorch. Do you have any secret skills I don't know about? Any secret skills? Yeah, because I didn't take, I didn't know that she could work on cars, and I've known her for a minute. Do I know, do I not know anything about you that I feel like you should broadcast the world? Like, hey, all of a sudden, I'm really good at, like, shooting blow darts or something. I mean, jobs-wise, I mean, I was a server. I'm a nursing major. I don't know. Okay. Megan, well, what am I good at? What am I good at? That's a hard question to like really ask yourself. Like, hmm, what am I good at? Because personally, if you ask me, I'm not good at anything. I'll never toot my own horn about anything. I'm really good at texting my friends to hang out. 
I'm You're really one of those. She's like, I'm really good about being the person to make plans happen because, you know, I care. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm really good at <laughs> hiking my credit card balance. That's good. That's a nice one. That's a quality. Yeah. I don't know if my mom agrees. <laughs> I uh, do. Do either of you have passports? I do. Do you? I did. How hard is it to get a passport? I meant to ask someone this the other day. I just feel like we should talk. Is it super easy? Someone told me it's stupid easy. It takes a while to wait. Okay. It's stupid easy. You just get your picture taken. That's the hardest part. It takes five minutes. Me and my best friend Skylar, we're planning a big trip to go to Amsterdam and take a bunch of like legal psychedelics and (laughs) go on the whole journey. Hey, it's legal in Amsterdam. You could talk about what's legal in places that it is legal. And (laughs) yeah, exactly. And... (laughs) We're looking forward to it because afterwards he's like, dude, we should get like a tattoo with me. It's actually a big plan with me, my best friend Skylar, and my best friend Caden. We all went to Cleveland and did this whole adventure together. And we're like, dude, we got to take a big, big adventure. And I mean like a mental evaluation adventure where we like take a bunch of legal psychedelics in Amsterdam. And then we go on this big mental journey together and come back at the end of it and say, you know what? Let's get tattoos of Poseidon, Hades, and Zeus on one of all of our arms. And I was like, um, I guess. Me Did and I hit Kayla home? actually want to get a tattoo together. Of, of what? Kanye West. Oh my God. Can you please tell me at least why you want to put Kanye West on your body indefinitely? I think the better question is where. Uh, I think the better question is why. <laughs> like, I'm all pro tattoo. I have one on my back and it hurt a lot. And I think tattoos are great. I'm never going to bash tattoos. But I think you got to have a good reason for getting it. And off the top of my head, I don't know if I can think of any good reasons. But then again, I want other musicians on my body. So I can't really talk crap about getting like a musician on your body. I guess like why Why do you want Kanye? Let me start with that. Well, I think he's really, really smart. And I think he's smart too. Okay. So- but do you think he's going crazy recently a little bit after his mother passed away? Because that's my theory is that once his mom died... He snapped, and he was like, I'm going to marry a Kardashian. (laughs) He lost it all. (laughs) And all downhill. I mean, I I really like Mac Miller, too. And part of the reason why I like both of those artists is, I guess, because they're troubled souls in a way. It's something to connect with. And, like, Mac Miller is a little bit of a more chill vibe. But Kanye is a a little bit of the same message. But it's pretty high. more amped up. You can bump to it. Yeah. I could see that. I like older Kanye West stuff when he like first was coming out. Oh, yeah. And I bought a book called The History of Rap. And he's in it like two or three times for like the most important rap song for like that year. So I can recognize the fact that he presents like a lot of skill. But do you agree current Kanye is not as good as older Kanye? Because current Kanye, I was not a fan of him dressing up as a big water bottle and Perrier bottle on SNL doing... You're such a mm hoe. I love it. I was not a fan. Like, I get the tunes catchy, and he used a soundbite of the woman comedian talking about orgasms, which I thought was really funny. So I, like, at least got him on that. But I was like, man, you're you're better than this. This is just, like, a basic hook. You, you, you're known for lyrics upon lyrics of cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, I really think Lil Pump ruined that song, pretty much. Okay. And... I mean, I really like old Kanye anyway. Like, my mm-hmm. favorite album by him is definitely, like, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Who would you say is your favorite rap artist of, like, all time? Kanye or Mac Miller? 
because I know you recently had went to Mac Miller's Blue Slide on like a va- mini yes, vacation. Did did, did was, you go yes, also, Megan? Did, yeah. How was that? He was so young though, but I don't know. Snoop well, how, Dogg, maybe. Really, Snoop yeah. Dogg. I love a lot of people. Wanna... A lot of people forget that Snoop Dogg was a murderer and he went to jail for murder and he was part of NWA and like got his uh, bail posted. I think by Suge Knight. Well, to was, my knowledge, I don't believe he was part of N.W.A. He came in after Chronic. Yeah, he de- he did the album Chronic with Dr. Dre, uh-huh. and then he kind of like not joined N.W.A. but he toured with them for oh, a long yeah, time, and he absolutely. was on a lot of the posters. Yeah. So I really don't know what I guess you would consider him like a additional add-on. I think he was an opener on some yeah level, or something 90s, like that. I know Kanye also opened for one show like. In Chicago, it was like Biggie and Tupac together. <sighs> that would be a good show. That would be a crazy good show. But that doesn't make sense to me, like how those shows even happened, because they soulfully survived before they died on the whole West Side versus East Side feud. And both of them had multiple counts of like, I'm never going to trust you and we're not friends. But in all reality, like Tupac and Biggie were like big friends in real life. Mm-hmm. And people didn't know that. If I, I always like to ask this question and you both seem rap enough to answer it. If you could die with like one rap album in your grave. So like even if the afterlife sucks or whatever, you've got that one music you can always, like a whole album you can go through indefinitely. Even if you can't, Easy. Easy. W- what album? The Divine Feminine. Okay. Feminine. I could I could see that as a choice. What about you? <laughs> What did you say? The Divine Feminine. Oh, I don't know. Like, I think... I don't know. What? Right, the while Divine Feminine is amazing. Cinderella. It hits. While she thinks, like, why do you think that album it deserves your choice of, like, I'm going to die with this record? I. That's the one with Ariana Grande. And that's when they were together and she was in every song. And they were just, like, a dynamic couple, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they were very real for... A rap couple mm-hmm. or an artist couple. Would you consider Ariana Grande a rap artist or a pop no, artist? No, she's a pop artist. But it was a okay as an artist couple, though. I uh, think they were pretty real. Yeah, and then she was like, "Pete Davidson's cool." Yes, <laughs> and then, and never then she mind. was like, nah, "He's not so cool." <laughs> what um? What about you? Are you siding with the exact same album, or are you going something a little different? See, that's such a tough question because I get so attached to albums, but yeah. I Different think, parts of your life, you've recognized that you've spent more time listening to like one specific album at one point. And mm-hmm. then like a year later, you're like, man, I do not listen to Ready to Die by Biggie Smalls as much as I did last year. I still love it, but last year was like the height of me listening to it. I kind of get that. I think I'd say um, American Boyfriend by Kevin Abstract. Okay. Just because I'll never hear it live. Okay, I can kind of get some sense of that because I'll never hear Dark Side of the Moon by the original Pink Floyd. So I'll never hear that. So I could like, I guess I could get a nostalgia effect like that. Well, he joined Brockhampton and I love Brockhampton, but he's he doesn't release anything solo while he's in that group. Yeah, he's been hinting at leaving. Still not going to hear American Boyfriend, (laughs) though. That's too old of a project for him to go on stage with. That's super funny. I think if I had to have... I don't know. I think I, I think if I only had to have one rap album, like Dying With Me, I think I would either take Ready to Die by Biggie Smalls just because he has the Method Man go on that song. It's like a lot of really good hooks. It's like flows really well together. It even like starts with him being born and you hear him like in the womb. So it's like a mental movie that if you like took the time and like listened to it would be like a whole adventure. I'd say that or probably All Eyes on Me by Tupac because that album was like really good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, both okay. both albums were good. A, a close third of mine would probably be Under the 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan, their very first album that they came out with. I love that album. And I actually, <laughs> of November 18th of 2018, I walked out on stage to one of the, uh, oh, the, the mystery of chess boxing. I walked out to that song uh, for my intro because it starts off with not music, but with like, like, you think your Wu Tang sword can defeat me? And like, it's a whole like conversation for a while, mind you, like 35 seconds. And I, I refused to walk out until the music started. So I was just letting all these like, re- like four confused white people and like 85 really hyped black people, like all ready for this. And they, they knew what was coming. And the white people was like, are we listening to a Kung Fu movie? And every other black person was like, it's about to happen. <laughs> And I I feel I love the Wu Tang Clan. It helped me really grow closer to um, one of my older brothers, which we will talk about after our super duper short break. And we will be back in a few minutes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, and here is my spell. No doubt, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout. Me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Willie Nelson. I'm listening to this radio station. 106.9 WWSU Dayton. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we are going to continue this talk about rap and rap subcultures into our lives with a story from Brighton Jones, your disappointment. One time, <laughs> I don't know why I did that, I just felt like it. I uh, One time I was at a Reds game by myself, and I went to celebrate one of my older brother's birthdays. Uh, he, he's no longer with the Reds now, but he was at the time. And Billy was like, yeah, we'll come down, just go to the game. I got there at like the fourth inning. I was like, I didn't really care about the baseball game because it was all about like meeting me after the game and going back to their hotel and like hanging out and whatever. And <laughs> I didn't think I was going to run into anyone I knew, especially because I was going there like not telling my parents by myself. I'm wearing a all black t-shirt with a giant yellow Wu-Tang Clan sign across my entire chest. I've got my hat low. I'm like, no one's going to recognize me. And then like out of the corner of my left ear, I hear someone go, Brian, is that you? Brian, is that you sitting over there? I look over. It's Billy Hamilton's mother who talks just as fast as he does. And now I'm like, oh, no. Because it was Billy's birthday, his entire family, and I mean like entire family from Mississippi, came in to see him. Dude, they filled up that entire section. It was like all Billy Hamilton family for like miles. And now... As you may know, Billy Hamilton, being an African-American gentleman, he had a nothing but African-American background of family. So I am now the only white kid sitting in a sea of black people, which is fine until one of them was like, do you even know who the Wu-Tang Clan is? And I don't know if it was out of like fear or panic or pride, but I immediately like dropped all my stuff and like went noodle arm and went, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Just and then every other male of that audience was like, "Oh, 
And it was like a big harmonizing. We sang like probably the first two lines of Method Man by the Wu-Tang Clan together. And not once did the camera come on us. And I was like, really? I single-handedly solved racism at the Reds game and we wouldn't even broadcast it on the big screen? I was a little salty to say the less. But yeah, I think, I don't know. My dad's not a fan of rap. He hates it. But like, it's definitely helped me understand my older brothers better from like their subcultures, where they come from, everything like that. On top of the fact that it's just a good tool to meet people. That interaction wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have gone to Spencer's one day, very drunk, and been like, you know what? Wu-Tang shirt. That's what I need. <laughs> Do you guys have any favorite like music shirts? I wear nothing, but you're catching me with a Rick and Morty shirt on today. But it's still, it has a guitar, so I kind of count it. But I, I live and breathe music shirts. And I don't think people, I don't want to be protein. I don't want to be whatever and say that you should wear music t-shirts to be like, idolize the dead, show your respects, do all that. I just like it. And I'm curious to see like what your favorite piece of clothing is that's like music related. Um, I don't know. I, I have one Post Malone shirt that I got when I saw him for my 18th birthday. That sounds like a cool story. I got kicked out. You got kicked out of the concert? <laughs> How do you get kicked out of a Post Malone concert? Because he smells terrible in person. Mm, okay, that's funny. What about what about you? Do you have any cool clothing, I, Megan, I that you're like proud of? I have a Prince shirt that I kind of wear with like, not pride, but with like, I'm better than you when I have it on. <laughs> I have an Amine shirt that just looks absolutely terrible on me because when I bought it, it's it's got Amine just making this horrible face, but it's like traffic cone orange and mm -hmm. then all down the front it's this giant face and like the background of it is like bright green and it just the face just sits right <laughs> on my stomach like it I've got doesn't a look biggie right small shirt. It looks terrible. <laughs> I've got a biggie small shirt that when I wear with a flannel you can only really see like you can see his face but you really can only see like the top writing which is B.I.G. And I went home one time and my dad like got really upset and he pulled me close. He goes, does your shirt say the N word? And I was like, what? And I show him the shirt. And he goes, oh, it says B-I-G, not. And I was like, you don't even need to spell it, dad. We're on radio. I got it. Um, <laughs> to keep uh, interesting topics flowing, I've got a big question for you two. Do you think the United States is in the stone age for psychedelic drug use for potential benefits of mental disorders? Or do you think we're on the nixon train of no drugs forever and we should stay that way forever um i definitely think as the government is currently legislation wise we're in the stone age but people wise okay. i think we're feeling differently do you think do you think so you, what you're trying to say is that mass opinion is starting to shift from Legalize what it once it. was from the nixon era to the current generation which are like hey wait a minute we were money. lied to a bunch, and we can make money off of these things. I, uh, The United States and drugs are a weird history of relationships with one another because salvia is legal in, like, half of the United States. Can we talk about that for a second? Like, half of the United States, you could just go in, like, a 7-Eleven and pick up some salvia. Isn't that, like, a little bit funny? Because salvia... While it looks almost identical to marijuana, it is one of the most potent and immediately hitting psychedelics known to man. 
So that's hilarious. One page. Then you turn the page and be like, now they're just selling it out of like, like you can literally buy it out of a convenience store. And that's what's funny to me. Shouldn't, like, how is it justifiable to say that like pot shouldn't be legal here, 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 when like those same states have salvia legal and they're like, whatever, we don't care about our people. I mean, am I just crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. I mean, medical's legal in 31 out of 50 states. Yeah, Florida just passed it the other day. Yeah, and I Michigan. think New... Is it Michigan or New Jersey that was trying to pass it, like, just after? But they only have medical Michigan. smokable. They don't have recreational yet. Right, they don't have... Yeah, less states have recreational, like... But Ohio's on the ballot also. We're trying. We're putting in our votes, and we're we're out here doing what we all can to get all those silly Ohioans trying to smoke that reefer. I've never voted, but I will. <laughs> I've never voted, but I think that's about to change. I uh, I don't know. I didn't get to vote because my birthday's on November eighth, and we or I'm sorry, my birthday's on November tenth. Wow, I should get my own birthday oh right. That's gosh. really funny. I don't really care about my birthday. I don't really celebrate it, and like, I just kind of like let it go by and like try not to say anything. But my birthday's on the tenth, and we vote for like presidencies and everything on the eighth. So I didn't even get a chance to vote because I was two days too young to freaking vote, which was kind of aggravating, but. Seeing how the election played out, I'm kind of happy because then I know I wasn't going to vote for who won. And then all my very silly Republican classmates of National Trail High School going, oh, my goodness, Trump, yeet, yeet. Oh. I'm, I'm good. I'm I, good to not be part of that election. I'd rather be part of the one that more realistically has a chance for Bernie Sanders to maybe take the office. I don't think I can look at a red hat the same. I know. I Every time I see a red hat. I'm, I'm just like, like I'm is just that walk first away. I have to like find the front of it because I'm like, all right, are you just wearing a red hat? Or are you really not cool? Like <laughs> <laughs> I heard a man in Wright State's tunnels talking about how he wanted to incite a like incite conflict with people he saw based off of his MAGA hat and that he wanted someone to record it and go viral. Because that's, that's, that's what that's it is. Just, it's a cash grab it's, it's for like attention. internet attention. Yeah. Yeah. I was I just kept walking and I was desperately hoping there's, there was a shortcut. There's nothing cut, political or smart hear. about it. It's just... I will I'll add on, on one to that. I was on campus today and I was told something that was like immediately upsetting. So you guys know the Jesus Freaks that like orbit campus sometimes they wear those shirts that say like women belong in the kitchen and like oh my god they hit, have you not seen these guys i have not seen oh my god they're people. terrible they ha- they hold up like abortion billboard things oh. and it's like if you get an abortion you're going to hell and all these about the quad gods yeah the quad gods the I, Je- love I call the quad gods. i call them the jesus freaks but the <laughs> jesus freaks got me again today and i tried no. and i I've tried everything. I've tried walking away and saying nothing. That's not even the approach you're supposed to take with these people. Because then they'll follow you and be like, just take it. Just take it. I'm sorry, buddy, but the Catholic Church just take it policy didn't really get you into good standings in the first place with all your choir boys. So don't force feed me your pamphlets because I should just take it. I'm sorry. But anyways, I'm leaving campus today and I see them, but I'm like, "Mm, they don't have anything in their hands. But then again, his hands are, and I quote, behind his back as if he's an innocent little schoolgirl just walking home, like nothing to hide, nothing to worry. I get like maybe in his perimeter of vision and he's like, bam, he's like, hey man, can I introduce you in this pamphlet? And at the top, all I read is Christ will save you. And I'm like, man, I'm really good. I'm a Buddhist. And I hold up my little necklace to show him I'm a Buddhist. And he's like, oh. 
Buddhist? What brainwashing devil got to you and made you think that that was even okay? And I was like, hey, buddy, first of all, all religions are brainwashing. Second of all, I know the world's not 6,000 years old, but do you? And then he went, well, there's not a lot of proof. And I was like, dude, if you already can't like agree with me on that the world is 4.3 billion years old, which it is, then we're probably not going to get along that well. I don't know. I don't I don't have any pity for the Jesus freaks. They got me at the smashdown, like smackdown thing for the WWE. I went. I bought tickets. I went. There were two of them out by the gates when you were walking into SmackDown. They were like, if you support this, you support violence and sadism and all this kind of stuff. And I, I didn't say a word, not one word to the first guy. Then I walked up all these flights of stairs with my girlfriend at the time who fell down while we were going up the stairs. And out of panic, I didn't want to make her feel bad. So I laughed because when any kind of social situation that I find myself uncomfortable in, I tend to just laugh and make jokes about it because I think that's the comedian in me showing. But we get all the way to the top of the stairs and there's another one saying the exact same crap, same signs, women belong in kitchen, blah, 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 blah. Uh. all stupid opinions. And I don't say a word to the first one, but then as soon as I see the second one and he yells something, I over yell his thing with a lot of swears that I can't repeat on radio, but it went something like, are you fracking kidding me? I just escaped the last one. I don't need another guy preaching a bunch of non-correct facts. I gossied it up, but it was very not polite to where I received a very heavy elbow in the stomach from my girlfriend of like, dude, there's children around. Wait till they leave to yell at the Jesus freaks. Like, she's okay with it, but she's like, just make sure kids don't hear you swear, which I guess I can get. I don't know. We shelter kids from a lot of stuff. Do you think you should teach kids religion at a young age? No, in my opinion. I don't should, think so either. They should be able to pick. I, I, there was an interview. <laughs> that was a really gross sound I made. There was a really good interview between... That's actually hilarious. You got a comment from someone that was like, you're my girl on the radio message board. And I just looked up and I was like, so you have a fan. Oh, yeah, that's Paige. She's in my anatomy lab. Shout out to Paige who goes to anatomy lab like a good school child. She said she knows you. Does she? Uh, oh, Paige as in? Um, Nursing major. I don't think the Paige I know is a nursing major. Um, Let me check my. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. One sec, Be one careful sec. what you say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as you search for that, um, I got it. The interview between Jerry Seinfeld and John Mulaney, he asks him, he's like, Paige so, Graham. She texted me. Yeah, I think I know Paige. <laughs> Paige Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever picked, took the time to ask what Paige's last name was, but I'm assuming that Paige's last name is Graham and that I do know Paige. Oh, yeah. She said she changed. Oops. Wow, 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 wow. Sorry. Regardless, they were talking about like kids and religion and should you teach religion to kids. And John Mulaney asked Jerry Seinfeld, "Is like, okay, say your son comes up to you and he's like, what happens when grandma dies? That's a hard question, right? I love Jerry Seinfeld's answer. He goes to John Mulaney and goes, I don't know. And that's a perfect <laughs> answer. I do not know. I have yet to die. But if I do, I'll tell you once I do. And then he goes on to, well, you don't think kids should know about an afterlife or religion or anything like that? He goes, no, they don't need religion. They only need you. And I like that answer. Isn't it so sweet? They don't need religion. They just need their parents there for them. <laughs> That's beautiful. Softer. Right. It's beautiful. It's a lighter, it's a li lighter tone. We don't need religion. We just need our parents to not be a-holes. Speaking of 
the texts from her right now are great. <laughs> yeah? Is she listening to the show? Um, well, apparently she's never been kicked out of a concert. I don't <laughs> think I've mentioned that to her before. That's so. amazing. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Speaking of musicians, gold teeth. That happens a lot with musicians, and it happens more often than you'd think. The average rapper is on track to getting gold teeth by, if he stays in music, by like 20, like a 20 to 10 year expectation of them eventually getting like a grill or something like that. And my whole thing with gold teeth is like, if you get gold teeth, doesn't that ruin your chances of ever getting a job interview ever? But then the counter argument to that is if you get gold teeth, you're probably not ever trying to be back in that interview situation where you're trying to get like a nine to five job. You know what I mean? So like, would you guys ever get gold teeth if if you had the money and you were like and you just could get it? I don't think so. You don't think, I think you'd... there's I think there's definitely better things to spend money on. You don't think you could sport a grill? Oh, I could sport a grill. Okay, you just I don't just think you don't think want I'd want to spend the money on one. Okay, what about you? I feel like I'd sport a grill. You think you'd get one? <laughs> Didn't Mac Miller have a grill? Um. I'm not sure. I don't know. I know 6ix9ine did. <laughs> yeah, but he's 6ix9ine, and he transported heroin and guns, and now he's in jail, and I could not be happier because, one, I did not care for Fifi, and I no. did not care that a lot of people were playing it constantly, and they were like, it's 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 okay because Nicki Minaj, or like, it's okay because the beat. You know what? It's not okay. The words don't make sense, and I like to my lyrics to make a little sense. I need my rap songs to flow and be lyrically sound. I don't like Fifi because it just like, I, I, I can't even like do the lyrics for you, but it just doesn't make sense to me because I've listened to it enough to know like those aren't complete sentences. <laughs> those are the babblings of a child with six nine on his face. Get out of here. Do you, um, is your mom upset? <laughs> I guess I should ask like, hey mom, are you upset? Honestly, I feel like there's nothing I could do to disappoint her at this point. She's seen If it makes you feel better, my mother is the most disappointed mother. <laughs> See, I don't know. I I don't know why my mom loves me, but she does and I'm thankful, but really I just have the most open relationship. Shout with out her. to moms. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you get a text. She's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said I love you to your mom on the radio." Yeah, it's better than saying I hate my mom. It's I mean, it's not that hard to thing say. I've ever done. <laughs> She's like, "I'm I recorded it. I'm going to play it again and again and my, again." It's going to be my ringtone forever. It's just every time you call your mom, it's going to be, "I love my mom." Shout out to my mom. And it's just a loop of that. I'd be honored. Well, now that we've got your mom all happy and listening, if I was in a wheelchair, I don't think I'd be that bummed out if my penis still worked. And I was wondering if girls have this same theory of like, would you be able to be in a wheelchair if your genitals worked? Because, and I know that's a hard topic to talk about, but there's a lot that genitals offer. And I think like if you could just get by by getting by, you wouldn't mind not having your legs because you still had feeling where it counts, if you're willing to say that. Have you never thought about wheelchair? No, I'm a little bit confused by your question. Are you saying would it would you, be okay to not have genitals if you were no, in no, a no, wheelchair? No. <laughs> I guess it was all over the place. <laughs> My question, I guess, is do you think you could be in a wheelchair without your legs if you still had the use of your genitals? I can't oh, yeah. think of any hypothetical. Yeah, just right to it, Megan. Like, yeah, I could oh, be yeah, in a dude, wheelchair just, for sure. Dude, I, let's do. Let's go get for wheelchair sure. Let's go race. Afternoon. Let's race. Yeah. Honestly, if I was in a wheelchair and didn't have the use of my genitals, I can't say 
anything about my quality of life. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just... I'm sure it's not a great life to not have your legs. But personally, I think about it a lot more than I should for some reason. Because I'm like, what's the worst thing that could happen while I'm alive? I'm in a wheelchair. Or and I'm in some kind of like physical disposition to where I'm not fully functional as I once was. And in thinking of that, I'm like, I don't run. <laughs> I don't play soccer. I don't use my legs that much. I just use my legs for getting my head to place to place. So I don't really need... As long as I'm mobile, which if that could be a motorized BA wheelchair with like flames and like spin rim. Plus, that's the other thing. I don't think people in wheelchairs take the time to realize, you know, it's a terrible situation. But like I could pimp out my wheelchair to look cool. My tech teacher had a had. Oh, my God. No, he has a son with cerebral palsy. He is not dead. He is alive. And I love you, Luke. And (laughs) he's a sweet kid. I love him. I took him to a Reds game and he thought it was the best thing in the world. Um he, for every Halloween, has the best costumes because Mr. Poole, like, uses his wheelchair to, like, make cool costumes. So one year, he was, like, a full R2-D2. And then another year, he was, like, a big tank. I don't think people realize, like, you don't have to just do that on Halloween. You could do that stuff every day. You could just be R2-D2. Or you could at least get, like, spinning (laughs) rims on a wheelchair with, like, gold and diamond-plated things. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? I know it sucks that you can't use your legs, but come on, you can still have a little style in it. I don't know. I don't love. I don't hate you, crippled you people. I love you all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if disabled people need to be robots every day. <laughs> but wouldn't you want that availability to at least be a robot every day? Because if you started dressing up like R2D2, it'd be like, oh, that's kind of crazy. But if you saw someone in a wheelchair, I think your first reaction wouldn't be, "That's weird. It's not Halloween." I think your first reaction would be, "That's pretty cool, R2D2." Oh, that person's in a wheelchair. You're not even going to like. That's crazy. Better than furries. Oh, that's oh, I've talked about furries a lot on this show. <laughs> I've talked about furries a lot because it's illegal to be a furry in Germany publicly now. Did you good. know that? You think it's good? Why Can do you we hate furries? Do that? Why do you hate furries? Let's talk about no, it. No, no, no. I it just feel be. like you think it, it should, should be illegal. Be. Oh, it my should goodness. be. The we dirt- got some anti-yiffers in here. <laughs> no, the dirty kids from my area, like my high school, if they weren't gigolos, like ICP gigolos. That's amazing. They were furries. Okay. Oh, that was what you were if you were The only hate TV. I have towards anyone that is the furry is the person who took first place in the talent show above me where I got second and they got first place. And all they did was an electronic dance to some like EDM music in a furry costume. And I was like, dude, I played House of the Rising Sun and I did not play it that well. I deserve first. Oh, I yeah, like right. That happened to you. Yeah, but at the same time, I, I don't mind. I'm, I've seen people walk around even this campus with, like, tails. No, it's weird. Have you seen the tails? Oh, it's weird. You think I it's weird? Know. I don't think you should put your kids in backpacks with tails either. I think that's weird. I, I needed one when I was little. Like I a ran, little kid backpack? Oh, I I could have gotten stolen so many times when I was younger. <laughs> I did not want to be in my mom's arms. You were hardcore point. parkouring since day one. You were like, I gotta <laughs> escape, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Um, A lifeguard at Giaga on the Lake when I was like four saved my life. because. Oh she... my God, I thought I was going to die one time at a water park. Well, they... Both of you? <laughs> in the wave pool. Was this different occurrences or the same day oh, of no. traumatic water experiences? Oh. We met August of last year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you guys were... Because you guys act like your high school friends for some reason. Oh, no. No, we're that's, not. that's like family, though. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. She waves. She's right there. She can yeah. see you. <laughs> 
<laughs> making deep eye contact. We're like siblings, honestly. Yeah. Aw. Well, that's nice. Well, let, let tell me about your traumatic experience, then I want to hear yours, Megan. Oh, um, well, I gotta say, it was more traumatic for my mom than it okay. was for me. Shout out my mom again. Shout out my mom. Sorry for the panics. <laughs> for the second time. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I guess I ran away when they were doing something. I don't know what it was. Okay. I just bolted and there was this lifeguard that saw like a three-year-old girl and like no, just no shoes like gaining just, speed on this like, mother who was clearly not catching up to oh, her no my mom had no idea she didn't have visibility on oh. me it was like call the police level <laughs> but this lifeguard just scooped me up because i mean i guess this lifeguard had an inkling that a three-year-old girl should not be walking around by herself my but- intuition says this child is lost without a mother it's too independent for opinions therefore it must be lost pretty <laughs> much it. accurate though yeah what about you megan what was your traumatic water park experience um wild water kingdom Okay. It's not in existence anymore, which is really sad. Because of you. It's yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's oh because God, of me. Be like, yeah, it's because of me. This is the reason it's closed actually. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm here that's, at Wright State. Yeah, this, this is why we're here. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> this, this is, is why we're here. Yeah. We're here cuz we survived water park experiences. <laughs> what uh what give me some details. What happened? Like uh, why was, did you almost I was like, die? I was like 8 and I was just so little. And those waves just sucked me so deep. So you were in a, like a wave pool. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, yeah. And I was those just hitting like wall, and then I would hit the other wall. Urine, I'm pretty sure. Oh, like there's gross. no way they're not completely water. I cannot like even the taste of water park water by accident. You're like, mm, there's some there's some phosphorus in this it's that shouldn't be salty. there. I don't even want to. It's too salty. <laughs> That's Jeff's the quote boring. of the day. It's too <laughs> salty. <laughs> Everything's too salty. Speaking of too salty, I was talking about that the other day with Patrick about how Jism's does not taste very good. Not that I would know, but I've been told by female counterparts it tastes very salty and bitter. And there's a lot of debate to say that you can make uh, sweet cummies taste better with like pineapple and like. Is this your plan for your all female show? Yeah, really grow. Right right at the end. Right at the the end. It's time for tests. No, 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 no. Um, I guess like my question is like one: Do you agree? If you have ever had the pleasure of tasting, mom, tune out. If, mom, uh, if you've ever had the out. pleasure of tasting sweet jizzies, if it's been salty, and if you don't agree, because a lot of, uh, I think it's a palate thing. I mean, because I've had millions of different answers. I can't necessarily attest to it being improved by like pineapple or something like that, but I know for sure. Um, if they eat like Taco Bell twenty four seven, it's super salty. It's Super salty and sour milk. I'm so Ooh. sorry, Mom. Ooh. Ooh. That was not good visionaries for my head. Uh. I uh, I don't know if what, what you want to reveal about yourself, Megan, but like, have you even like... <laughs> no, actually, I haven't. Pro- I actually haven't. Like, you're not pro- no. pro-guy. No, I'm not pro-guy. No. <laughs> Ladies, no. Very, if you're ladies. single out there... No, 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 no. no don't Megan give me... <laughs> I'm sorry. Retract that. <laughs> Megan is taken. No, no. Just, she just got finished. Shout out to me my girlfriend. She loves you. Aww, that's a pity plug. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know personally, and I'm not willing to attest to the current standings of Mrs. Disappointment at home. But for my entirety of life, I've always been attracted to, like bisexual girls. 
by accident. I never mean to, but it always seems to happen. Like every girlfriend, think, except for one I I've ever had. I think everybody's a little gay. I got dumped I, for I it. think everybody's, everybody's a, little a little gay. Everybody's I mean, got a little bit guy, in them. You just like some pinkies in your bootay or maybe. I, I don't mind saddling up next to this other man. Like, you know, I think <laughs> everybody's a little bit yeah. gay. Well, See? To you, that's being straight. No, I meant <laughs> for you. Oh. I mean, okay, I'll admit, I'm not gay, but like, if a if a big strong guy was gonna be like, "Hey, man, you want to cuddle?" and I promise nothing sexual is gonna happen, and it was like a cold winter night and there was no one else there, I may not turn down a cuddling, you know? Because I mean, it's just a broke nice back mountain part two. Oh god. I feel uh. like we've gotten a bit inebriated in the past and cuddled. <laughs> It's yeah, it happens. That's really funny. It's, it's okay. I mean, I, uh, when I the boyfriend's at home, Megan is just a warm Megan's hug. just a I warm hug away. <laughs> That's pretty good. I don't know what it is about bi girls. I think, and I always like to make this joke, is that me with a straight girl and me with a bi girl, I'm always going to have one more thing in common with the bi girl. And that's the fact that we both also looked at that one girl walk by and go, eh, not bad. The straight girl's never going to do that. The bi girl's going to be like, you know, she's a six, but she could work on it and be a seven. I think that's a funnier conversation you could have with your significant other. Because if you're open more sexually and you're open more like that, I think it means you're talking more and that means you care more about your partner and you're willing to diverse and yeah. discuss things and actually grow together like you should with a couple and blah 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 I don't deserve to give coupling advice I haven't kept a woman for years <laughs> <laughs> I uh I don't know we're reaching the end of our journey we don't have to end this end the show but normally this is when I do uh is there anything either of you would like to say talk about I mean we can keep going if there's any really big, like this whole time you're like, I'm going to bring up climate change at the end. <laughs> Which is real, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't think that's what I'm going to bring up. I feel no. like the only cause I really have is that everyone at this university needs to recognize that Dr. Nick Rattucci looks like a tan David Schwimmer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That was a lot on one professor that I maybe some people will be like, oh my god, he does, and that's like the only thing they take away from the interview. And her Not mom's the, sitting there like, huh? So my daughter has tasted jizzies, but <laughs> that's like the only thing she can dwell on. She's like, I can't get past it. I can't Honestly, get past though, it. Hey, if it makes I you really feel better, feel like it's- um, if it makes one. if it makes you feel better, you weren't me a week ago where I accidentally found my mom's vibrator and my dad's condoms oh. while I was babysitting my sister. Um, I was like, I need a Band-Aid. What's this? Oh, my God. The mattress delivery man found something worse for my mom. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Hey, Mom, she loves you. And on that note, we'll end the recording today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And once again, we will... Meet you next Thursday. See you then.